This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Suicide Club. Well then, goodbye everybody. It's rain and men. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Oh, God. <laughs> Are you going to try that again? No. <laughs> okay. We're keeping it in, guys. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. Yep, that's the kind of quality editing you've come to expect from Slaughterhouse Princess. <laughs> We're professionals. We do get paid for this now. Yep, we do. Uh, we don't share it with Brett, though, because... He, he's not here to listen to us say that we get paid. <laughs> yeah, we get paid, not him. <laughs> so, Suicide Club. As given to us by Kylie. So, you can pretty much guess that it's going to be some kind of weird Japanese movie. Yep, and you would be correct. Yay! I like yeah. re- weird Japanese movies. I do, too. So this movie, it starts up with, you know, a bunch of a bunch of girls at a train station. Yeah, like too many teenagers coming down the stairway. Oh my god. I just saw like this like flood of teenagers and I was like, dear God, that looks that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's cause they're all just uh they just descend on this train station. Ugh. And they, uh, there's an announcement that the train's coming. Stay behind the yellow line, which they, uh, do not. Nope. And they all link hands. Yep. And they say a one and a two and a three. And then they and all like, jump. Right. But then over the top of this whole end of the scene, though, like this really happy, poppy, like a beat happy music is playing you're just like oh no this music is way too happy something terrible is going to happen (laughs) yeah and man man it does oh man there's heads that go under train wheels and there's splatters of blood like just shooting up out of the 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 train track well (laughs) yeah literal streams of blood just everywhere yep and there's a white handbag that's has blood flowing all around it. So that, that lets you know the kind of movie you're in for. Yep. And we get a music video. Yeah. From a uh, dessert or desert or I'm not sure. It is spelled, spell it, it is spelled both ways throughout the movie, but I believe it is supposed to be dessert. <laughs> and, um, they're like 12-year-old uh, J-pop singers. Uh, yeah, which is horrifying in its own special way, too. And they're uh, singing their their hit single, Mail Me. Yep. All about how you should send them a message and hit the enter key and mail it to me or I will kill myself. Yeah, and it's sweeping the nation. Yes. 
But I'm sure this has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah, not nothing. Nothing. This is just yeah. weird coincidence. Yes. The uh, the cops show up and they're investigating like they do. And they find out that uh the corpses are missing little chunks of skin. And there's a uh, an anonymous tipster calls in and says, "Hey, hey, Check out this website, which Troy checked out the website, I believe. Yes, it does not exist in the real world. Which is sadly. And apparently the website consists of colored dots that coincide with females and males who have killed themselves. Yes. So you can kind of check it out and see what's going on. Yep. And apparently the dots show up shortly before the, the deaths are reported. Yeah, so clearly somebody knows that it's going down. Yep. But we, we kind of skipped over the hospital, Chris. Oh, yeah, we did. Or I did. Yes. So, like, the, the music video kind of cuts to mu- just music, and then we're in a, like, we're focusing on two nurses at desks. Uh, one of them decides to go get coffee and... uh a pastry of some kind and offers to get the other lady one. And then she walks through the dark, the dark, entirely dark hospital. Apparently hospitals are not open 24 hours a day in Japan, or at least this one isn't. And, uh, you know, she goes to get out, can't get out because it's locked. So she goes to the security guard who has a box of Pockle 96. Yeah. You know, that classic thing in a box. Uh, <laughs> on his desk and he uh he lets her out and she's like just leave it open i'll be right back so he just leaves the door like not even unlocked but ajar and goes back to his desk in his little security office and i was like you are the worst security person ever <laughs> and uh the uh the one who's remaining upstairs old uh, security man's heads up there for reasons I don't recall. Well, she calls him and says, hey, where's the one who just went out and she hasn't been back yet? And he's like, oh, really? Huh. Let me go look. And so he goes and looks around and she's not there. So then he goes upstairs to tell that lady that he can't find her. And she is not there, but there's handprints on the window that's now open. Yeah, she received some sort of fax. Yeah. Which I, as soon as the thing started, like, making noise, like, oh, it's an evil fax. <laughs> Apparently it was. Yeah, and there's a pretty good shot with these weird handprints on the window that's open. And then, like, a little bit later, like, the other nurse shows up and she's like, oh, yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was longer than I expected, blah, blah, blah. Like, Rides up in the elevator to her office with the security guy, comes in, hands him like the coffee and donut that she, that the other lady is not going to eat anymore. And then opens up the window and says, oh, it's so nice outside. And then just throws herself out the window. <laughs> yeah, just like that. I'm out. Yep. And there's another uh, nondescript white bag. 
Yep. That kind of scurries. Does it? I didn't notice that. It like slides. I don't know. It's weird. Huh. This movie's weird. Yeah, I didn't. It is a little weird. But then uh, the cops show up and open up the bag. And apparently it smells pretty badly in there because everyone starts gagging. But you don't see what's in there. Nope, not yet. You have to wait until the next day when they go back to the train station and they find a, another white bag. It's in the lost and found, I guess. Yeah. So they and they open it up out. and it's it's an Uzumaki. It is. A, a, a spiral. And so they take it to the coroner and they're like, whoa, looks like what you got here is a classic case of a bunch of skin chunks sewn together and rolled up in a spiral. It's a skin roll up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a skin. <laughs> and one, at least one of them has a tattoo. One of the strips is part of a tattoo. So now they're like, well, that's that's weird. Like, that doesn't make sense. We'll chalk. We'll put that in the "what the fuck is going on" column. Yep, because they've been ruling all of these as accidents. The at least fifty-six suicides that have happened in the last two days—they're all accidents. Yeah, you know, you know how you accidentally link hands with fifty-three other people and jump in front of a train inadvertently. I mean, that almost happened to me, but then I tripped. Yeah, that's the worst flash mob ever. <laughs> and we all put on white masks and danced around and jumped in front of a train. <laughs> um, oh, wait, then we have the school. <coughs> yep. Where two girls are carrying trash bags up to the roof for some goddamn reason. Yeah, you know, it's classic roof trash. <laughs> yeah. And there's a bunch of teenagers up there hanging out and they kind of like. Seem to jokingly be like, oh, we should form like a suicide club and we can we can all commit suicide, too. It'll be great. How do we commit suicide? Like, I don't really want to jump in from a train. I think that would hurt. Oh, I don't know, maybe we should overdose on drugs. Like, oh, that sounds much better. We should do that. Oh, we'll be the suicide club. And someone's like, oh, I want to join, too. And then kind of someone finally makes it to the edge of the building and stands there. And all the rest of then like most rest of them are like, yeah, suicide club doesn't really sound like a fun idea. But then like two other people get up there with them, with the with the first person, and like and and then two of the people are like, well, I don't know, this I'm just messing around. I'm not actually gonna jump. And one girl's like, I am, bah! <laughs> yeah, and they managed to get a bunch of people up there, and all of them but like three go for it. Yeah, and like. And you could see, like, people just falling past windows in the classrooms. And one of the ground floor classrooms, like, this big old, like, glob of blood just hits the window and, like, bleh on the window. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. And then, they're, and then they have to interview everyone. The police come and interview everyone afterwards. And... At one point, one of the cops looks out the window and looks down, and on the ledge, there's just like a flap of skin with an ear attached to it, still stuck to the ledge. And so he's like, "Hey, dude, hey, I'm a detective. You're just like a beat cop. You go uh, get that ear off of the ledge." And so they tell him to look out below <laughs> and just push the the ear off the ledge. Yeah, 
it falls and just goes splat. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah. But they uh but they- the cops are like, wait a second. Did we did we find a bag with a bunch of skin in it? And they're like, nah, no, nah, we didn't. So now they're like, well, that's weird. Like, huh? You yeah, figure. it does fit the pattern. So they're uh, they're chalking that one up, putting that one in a column as well. Yeah, and there's a couple other like random suicides. One dude jumps off of his building, and his girlfriend is walking underneath, and he kind of clips her as he falls. And injures her ear, but he lands and doesn't really, like, does not die instantly. <laughs> no, there's enough time for uh, him to be like, hey, what are the odds, right? I mean. <laughs> like, oh, we obviously were meant to be together because we almost died together. <laughs> so they uh, naturally take her in for questioning because she got hit by a guy who jumped off a building. So she's got to be involved somehow. Well, her boyfriend, it was her boyfriend that hit her so like they're like wait what was going on here that like your boyfriend fell and hit you (laughs) was he trying to kill you and uh she's not coming up with a lot of information but what they want to do is they're like okay so we're gonna have you take off your clothes so we can check you for missing skin to see if you're part of the skin roll up uh end of things yeah and like the male cop in there goes to leave so that just the female cops can like you know, be there when she takes her clothes off. She's like, nah, you can stay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, c- cool. And they, they make sure to focus in tightly on her butterfly tattoo that is on her shoulder. Yeah. I'm sure that won't matter. Yeah. So, so I think it's some kind of weird tattoo suicide cult at this point. <laughs> yeah. And one of the, one of the cops heads home. And, you know, his kids are all there and the wife and they're watching a uh, dessert sing their hit single, Mail Me. And his yep. son finds some kind of secondary website that's like, hey, if you don't want the suicides to happen, pass this on or whatever. Yeah, I think it's called ruins.com. I did not check that one out. So if anyone wants to. I'm sure it's definitely not full of Russian spyware. Yeah, totally. And uh, so he puts his name in. And after he does that, there's a call to the police station. Where they're looking for him and they're like, hey, is, uh, what's his head here? And they're like, no, nah, he went home. And he's like, oh, OK, yeah. just tell him the suicide club's not a thing. We'll call him tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah. And and the guy who answers is like Japanese Captain Picard. Yeah. He's my hero. I think he's actually the captain, or at least the lieutenant or something. He's got some kind of authority. And a very like sour face in general. He's got like resting sour face. So the next day everybody's at the cop shop and they're waiting for the phone call. And the phone calls and the person who's calling is a kid, <coughs> yeah, who has to clear their throat after they say a sentence. <coughs> I mean, it's not really annoying <coughs> at all. No, totally not. <laughs> and the kid, the kid says uh, some cryptic nonsense. Talking about the sixth chain, 
and or two chains. I think they're telling him to listen to two chains. Yeah. And uh, and then said something about, you know, you should go to the original pl- train platform tonight and uh, see what happens. Yeah. He asked the, the, the cop guy if he's connected to himself. Yep. And is this going to be on TV? Yeah, which seems reasonable. Yeah. And apparently it's not going to be on TV because there's no adults present. Well, that makes sense. Actually, I mean, I'm sure like they can't just like broadcast children without some kind of adult approval. And so uh cops the the call cop, he's like, "Okay, so let's go stake out the the train station." And one of the other guys is like, I don't know. What are we supposed to do? Look for a bunch of people that are going to jump in front of a train? How would we ever notice that? I don't know. Like, maybe find anyone holding hands and chanting as a train approaches? Just just a thought? Yeah. So they're, uh, they're at the train station, and Captain Picard Cop is totally not being a creepy weirdo. Yeah, totally not just like staring at a woman's chest tattoo and asking her if it's real or not. Yeah, or walking up to high school girls asking if they're going straight home. Yeah. <laughs> not identifying himself as a police officer, mind you, just kind of walking up saying weird shit to ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Where I then renamed it from Captain Picard to Creeper Picard. And uh, nothing seems like it's going on. And then a bunch of a bunch of girls show up. A bunch of schoolgirls show up. Yeah, and one dude, one of the cops has just kind of been having some kind of breakdown, and had collapsed on the steps. And then, like all the girls, just kind of stream around him because apparently they're used to people just being collapsed on the steps. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you do. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, and then uh, and then. Uh, Call cop tells collapsed cop, "Hey, go go grab them because they're probably the the suicide squad yeah. for tonight." So, and turns out they weren't because uh, this was all some kind of weird misdirection. And then we get like a montage of people planning to kill themselves and holding weird signs up in the street, saying things like "Jump here." yeah like one dude just takes like a like a metric handful of pills yeah yeah uh there's some kind of comedy duo and one of them stabs himself in the throat yep there was someone i referred to as japanese mac mac alex because you know it looked like it was improv and i believe the uh the uh the improv rule high and applies there (laughs) and so um Cop guy goes home. And he's like, "Oh, what a day!" And uh, his daughter comes up, and she's just covered in blood. And he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm so tired right now." And she's kind of like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> and then he realizes, you know, there's blood everywhere. Yeah, like you do. Yeah, and it turns out that his son is dead. It's implied that his wife and daughter are also dead, but never really like. See them. And the son has written something about, like, track eight, jump now or something on the wall. Yeah. And he's got a tattoo that apparently is a tattoo of the sixth chain? Well, it's 
I think it, I think this he has a missing strip of skin from his tattoo, and that strip matches one. It would be one of the ones they found in the sixth uh, skin roll-up. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, as much sense as any of this makes. <laughs> and then he gets another phone call. Yeah, and it's Wheezy from earlier. <laughs> Wheezy's been moving on up, so... <laughs> and so Wheezy's like, hey, uh, you know you still have that connection to your family, right? I mean, they're corpses now, but you're still connected. I wonder what would happen if you weren't connected. Would you still be connected to yourself if you, you know, were dead or whatever? And he apparently takes that as a... I don't know, a dare to shoot himself in the face. Yeah, he, he uh, eats, a, eats a gun. Yeah. And uh, that somehow makes Collapse Cop come up with the idea to go to the son's room and have him check the websites or something. Yeah, and they get like a list of websites. And a couple of things we missed. Um... One of them was the was Bat, the Bat. Oh yeah, the, uh, the elite hacker that showed him the uh, site. Yeah, yeah. So there was a yeah some some leak uh, some leak freak uh, got them uh, a uh, they gave them like the, a website where they could track you know the one that they could track the numbers on and the Bat apparently has figured out that. They're believes that they figure out what's behind the suicide squad. And so they send a message to the suicide squad and then they get her and her friend get kidnapped. Yeah. By the, uh, the suicide squad, which looks like a bunch of lost boys cosplayers to me, but (laughs) (laughs) not like from Peter Pan, but like the vampire ones. Yes. Yes. And, uh, so they, the Lost Boys take them to their bowling alley hideout where we get to meet uh, my personal favorite character in this, this movie, Genesis. Yes. Who I like to refer to as Hedgewig and the Angry Centimeter. And, um, uh, or Evil David Bowie works too. Either way. And he's like, hey, we're the ones who are convincing these people to kill themselves slash killing people. And um, let me explain this all to you through the power of music. Yes. Only, but you forgot, like, the whole, like, let me introduce myself. Here, bring my chair, minions. Let me sit in it and, like, fold my legs and then try to fold my legs the other way and be like, oh, wait. Bring me a hammer. And so they they bring him a hammer and he hammers on one side of the chair, then hammers on the other side of the chair, and then sits back down and folds his legs one way, folds his legs the other way, throws his legs over the arms of the chair, and it's just bizarre. <laughs> but like in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So they uh they have a rocket number about, you know, how the dead are glowing or something. They shine all the time or something. Yeah, I don't know. And, um, you know, while they're singing, there's a guy who's... There's a bunch of uh, bags full of people and animals. And I'm pretty sure that a guy rapes a girl in a bag and then murders her. 
Yeah. Although he somehow manages to do it not taking his pants off. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, cultural differences, I suppose. Yeah. But no, like, she definitely uh, did not enjoy the whole situation and didn't survive the whole situation. So, yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible people, I think, is what we're supposed to take away from that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so they all leave and kill Bat's friend. So it's just Bat now in a bag. And she, yeah. in a bag, somehow manages to find a computer, which just so happens to already have accessed a way to Please. contact the police directly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, movie. You're weird, but you're not bullshit until right now. Yeah. And then she uh, contacts the cops, and Genesis and the boys show up, and he's like, this is perfect. Now we can get caught, and then everybody will know it was me, and they're like, uh, wait, what? Um, no, that doesn't seem like a great plan. And he's like, nope, too late, I'm giving them our address. Yeah, and the cut to them being arrested. <laughs> yep, and Genesis declares himself Charlie Manson of the Information Age. Which I think was Chris's favorite line of the entire movie. It very well might be. Just, <laughs> I'm putting that on my resume. <laughs> yeah. accomplishments yes. achievements special, special skills <laughs> charlie manson of the internet of the information on age yeah even though it wasn't really like charlie manson because he definitely was killing people yeah and charlie manson didn't kill anybody oh no just ask him yeah it was all those other weirdos that did it not totally rational charlie manson with the swastika he carved into his forehead. Like you do. Yeah. That's how you proved you're not crazy. That's why I have one. <laughs> uh, I'm especially not crazy then because I carved two into Chris's forehead. <laughs> so um, that's, that's how that works, right? Yeah. You double up on you're not crazy by doing it to somebody else. <laughs> so the cops are like, well, job well done. But turns out the, the job was not well done. No, like 200 people throw themselves off the walls of Osaka Castle or something. Yeah. <laughs> All at once. And I'm like, good God, that's a lot. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being the groundskeeper that day. Nope. You, uh, you'll need a lot of oiling for that if you're going to be the groundskeeper. Yeah, I probably would just go home. I'm like, no, I'm, no. You wouldn't rip off your shirt and say, oil me up, woman. Grease me up. <laughs> Grease me up, woman. Uh, so um, we kind of jump back over to a girlfriend from earlier. You know, the one with the tattoo. Yeah. And she, uh, she goes and lays down in the chalk outline of her dead boyfriend and decides that she needs to go visit his mom's house yeah she got she got to return his 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 uh motorcycle or scooter helmet yeah and then she goes into his room and like starts a a beautiful mining this shit well and he's like a, apparently kind of obsessed with a group of 12 and a half year old girls which is i think supposed to be not creepy but is it, really creepy. <laughs> it's a lot more commonplace in Japan. 
I know, but still really creepy. Yeah, still weird. <laughs> and uh, she figures out the secret code to call up the secret suicide number with her secret suicide number pin. Yeah. And gets invited to the super special dessert show. So she Which apparently off. is just a bunch of children. Yeah, there's it's just a bunch of kids in a secured area in this like uh theater. Yeah. Like like a performing arts theater, not movie theater. Yeah. And uh she ends up finding her way on stage and the curtain comes up and it's full of just kids, like little kids. And they're like, hey, uh, so, are you connected to yourself? And she's all like, I'm totally me and stuff. And they're like, hooray! Also, do you know the airspeed of a European swallow? And um, they, they talk about how, how rain and clouds do stuff. Yeah, like rain dries and becomes clouds. And when clouds become moist, it, ra- it rains. Yay! And then the curtain drops. And then she goes to hang out in the, the the weird room full of chicks and a guy in a gimp mask who's planing skin off of people. And by and by, and when Chris says full of chicks, he's not just referencing the fact that it's mostly like women in this trailer, but there are literally a bunch of baby chickens. Yeah, on the floor, just kind of <laughs> hanging out in this weird like I don't. It looks like a like a. Like a, trailer. It looks like a tractor trailer inside of a tractor trailer trailer. Yeah, like a shipping container. Like, it's weird. Yeah. And so, um, this is apparently where uh, the, the siren song of dessert is getting convincing people to go get the, the skin planed off to put in the skin roll before they go kill themselves. Yes. So, she ends up going with a group the group that was there to go kill themselves. Well, the the cops find a skin roll and it's got the part of her butterfly tattoo that collapsing cop recognized. Oh, we totally forgot collapsing cops, wife. The oh, best yeah, part did. of the movie. That's true. So during this whole montage, when people are killing themselves, like the dude takes the pills and the people are holding up the signs, uh, dessert is play. Dessert has a commercial for their new chocolate bar, and so Collapsing Cops' daughter goes up to Collapsing Cop and says, "Hey, can I have some have that chocolate bar?" And he's like, "And as any good father says, ask your mother." <laughs> a classic move. Yep, and so she goes in. And says, "Hey, mom, I know you're cutting up that daikon radish and all, but can I have a uh, can I have a chocolate bar?" And she's like, "Oh, sure, honey, you can have a chocolate bar in a little bit. Just let me finish with this." And as she's saying that, she's like just cutting through her finger over and over again, and then she's like chopping through the knuckles on her hand, and like all of this like pleasant look on her face, like it's no big deal at all. And she's not just like she doesn't have like one of those like hands that are don't have any bones in them like most horror movie people do no 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 like she has to kind of work to get through that hand 
and still acts like nothing is happening at all to her, which is creepy and gross and awesome. Yeah, it's real good. So, so collapsing cop has no family anymore. They're dead. And he, um, and, and they get, find a skin roll and he's like, Oh, I recognize that tattoo from that chick who took her clothes off in front of me. Yeah. And he somehow meets up with her at the, the train station. And he's like, uh, don't, don't do it. Come with me. He grabs her and no, no. takes her away. He doesn't say a word to her. He just grabs her hand and starts to drag her away from the train tracks. And she kind of breaks his grip and then just goes over and stands back in front of the train tracks again. And uh, she ends up just getting on the train and just kind of stares at him. And just leaves on the train. Yep. And then we're treated to dessert's final performance ever. Yep, they're they're splitting the band up, man. They're all going solo. Yep, and they sing a, a little song. About? I don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> I'm sure it's relevant, though. Yeah. And that's the movie. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Ah, this movie... I think it suffers from uh, some some cultural issues, mostly that we're Americans and this is Japanese. So this is definitely a social commentary on what I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's it's interesting. It's very dense. There's a lot going on. It has a very weird, surreal kind of vibe to it. It's shot pretty well. I mean, it's just... If you can watch a movie and be okay with not being 100% on what the message was they were trying to get across to you, and can just kind of go along for the ride on it, I think you could like it. But this is definitely a... This is a love it or hate it kind of a thing. I hey, say, which did you do? I like it. I say it's worth your time. It's it definitely is an interesting watch. If you're gonna watch it, I would say pay attention to the the songs. If you don't pay attention to the songs, it's harder. Uh as Americans, music isn't as important. It's more of a tone kind of a thing a lot of the time. But this is, it's much more important to the actual plot of the movie. So with that one caveat, I'd say give it a shot. If you're into something a little more uh, different than your average American kind of fare. What do you think, Mr. Troy? Uh, I liked it. I uh, I actually really liked it. It does suffer towards the end from being a little too indie for its own good. Uh, I feel like, you know, cause like most of the movie is pretty good. I mean, it's, it still has a little bit of that indie feel to it cause it is an independent movie, but it, uh, it kind of, if still like the tone is good, everything makes sense and it fits the tone. And then the guy just kind of starts getting surreal and kind of wacky. And you're like, what is even hell is even going on here? Like, like what like i think i think some of the messages i was sending chris during the movie were like what the fuck 
And then like two minutes later, later, I repeat, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of bizarre at points. And the whole like, you know, are you connected to yourself? And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> like, I'm like, I am me. He, yeah, like, I don't know, like, you'd be like, the ball connected to itself. I don't think so. It's just a fucking ball. You know, like, I am just me. Like, I don't know what this whole connection thing means. It's like, started driving me nuts towards the end. <laughs> it made me a little angry, honestly, but that's fine. At least listen a good, strong emotional reaction from me, which is what a fucking horror movie should do. So, um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, the ending, I said the ending I could take or leave. I don't really care too much about it, but there, a lot of the earlier stuff was really good and it built up enough, uh, capital with me that it could burn it all at the end and I would not feel bad. So I, I would say watch this, but be prepared for you you'd to be going, what the fuck towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So Chris, this is where Brett would say, so, so Brett, how do you how, how would people recommend movies to us? <laughs> what are you asking me? No, no, I'm asking you to ask me. Oh, so say <laughs> Troy, what if other people wanted to recommend movies? Well, I mean, they wouldn't ask you to do it because you hate it. So <laughs> that's true. They can uh, contact us on the Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, they could tweet us at Slaughter Prince which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could go to our subreddit at r slash SHP podcast. Uh, I think that's the best way is to contact us for that. If you would like to listen to more of our episodes, you can go to slaughterhouseprincess.com. You can also go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and listen to us there. You uh, you can fill out our new fangled survey, which will be open for a couple weeks. If you go to survey.slaughterhouseprincess.com, we it's like seven questions, I think, and we just you know, wanted to get a little feedback from everybody, and you know, we're kind of curious how you find out about us, for instance. So uh, please go there and fill that out. We're we're excited to hear your responses or read your responses. I don't think you can submit sounds through Google forms, but if you if you can figure out how to do that, that's awesome. Uh, so you can also talk to us at our discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And uh, finally, if you would like to, to uh, express your support for us in monetary form, you can go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com where you can uh, pledge some money towards the podcast every month. Uh, which is always appreciated. So uh, you can join our two or three pledgers that we have there. We'd love to see a couple more people there because uh, that's always fun. And uh, I think that's everything, Chris. Is that everything? That sounds pretty good. All right. And what are we watching next week? We are watching Uninvited as, as recommended, recommended by Dummy Act. Yes, from Dummy Act, and please correct us if we're wrong, Dummy Act, but uh, we're assuming this is the Korean one, uh, since there are, like, two or three uninvited, and, like, at least that many more the uninvited, so uh, we're making an educated guess that the Korean one is the one that you are suggesting to us, so uh, 
please let us know if we are wrong mm-hmm. and uh, we'll correct that. Yeah. And dummy act, but just be more specific. Stop requesting movies that have eight different movies with the same title. It's you're killing us. Yeah. You don't know how many Uzumakis we had to wade through to find the right one. There's a lot of possessions now. <laughs> well, that's because the world's full of ghosts now. It is? Well, yeah. I mean, do you know how many people have died over the course of history? Oh, people are dying now? Uh, well, yeah. It's, it's, it's a new, uh, that's a new thing. Ah. Uh, well, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah, give it a shot, Chris. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll know if I'm connected to me. Yeah, or if. Or if he is me and you are the walrus. Cuckoo-ka-choo, baby. I'm bad at stopping. (laughs) Pimp-ass fetus. I'm bad at stopping. You didn't fucking earn that!